The following program is rated MC9. Some material may be too spooky for children under 9. We suggest listening together as a family. and gills. Looks like I sprung a leak in my basement. I might as well try some fishing. You might say I'm waiting on bated breath. This might tip the scales. Hmm. Looks like they're not biting. But you'll be nail biting that is. Here's a little nibble about tonight's lurid tale. It's guaranteed to hook your attention. I call it Gone Fishing. This morning, bright and early, my, my friend Mike and I, we decided to go fishing. We live in a small town and, well, there isn't much to do here. We were dying of boredom. However, this morning, it was even more quiet than usual. The streets were empty and there wasn't anybody around. Town was just really, really, eerily quiet. We went down to an overgrown path that led to a river. When we got there, we saw this figure in a dark green hood crouching on the riverbank. He was holding the fishing rod in his hand. So I yelled out, good morning. Are there any fish biting today? The man didn't answer. He just gave a laugh and started to swing slightly from side to side. I went closer and asked him again, are the fish biting? I took two more steps and then I stopped right there in my tracks. The man began to sway faster and faster. I couldn't see his face because it was obstructed by his hood. Then I saw something that horrified me. At his feet, there was a human hand, severed right at the wrist. I felt a chill run down my spine, and I started to back away. The man slowly turned his head to face me. I saw a pair of piercing red eyes and sharp, dark yellow teeth. Instead of a nose, he just had two triangle holes. He stared directly at me and opened his mouth in a bloody grin. I, I, I just turned back to Mike and not knowing what I had seen, he looked at me in bewilderment. I glanced behind me and the man in the hood was standing up and coming towards us. Without waiting to see what would happen next, I grabbed Mike by the hand and dragged him with me and was shouting, run, run, let's go. We rushed into the trees, looking back over our shoulder every five seconds to make sure the man wasn't following us. We sprinted through the undergrowth and, and made our way to the police station. On the way, I told Mike about the severed hand and, and the man's terrifying face. Mike was scared too. When we reached the police station, I pulled on the door handle, but it was locked. We both pounded on the glass, but there was no answer. Listen, I'm going to go see if I can get inside, I said. You stay here and keep a watch in case that crazy guy comes. Mike was shaking, and he said, But, 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 but I'm scared. What am I going to do if he... I didn't let him finish. I ran around the corner, and I found an open window at the back of the building. I climbed up through it and found myself in the bathroom of the police station. When I opened the door, I peered out and saw a dark corridor. The light was flickering, but I could still see a little bit. 
Summoning all my courage, I walked down the hallway and came to an office. The room was empty and there was papers and furniture thrown across the floor. The phone was broken into pieces and the desk was overturned. Just then, I heard something shouting. It was coming from the street. It sounded like Mike. I was about to rush to the front of the door and let him in when I heard a rustling sound. Suddenly, another door in the corridor opened and I saw a figure lurking at me in the darkness. Who's there? Who's there? There was no response, but I saw two familiar red eyes peering at me from the darkness. I froze in horror for a moment. I was so petrified I couldn't move. The figure emerged from the darkness and stepped into the dim, flickering light. It was the same face I seen at the river, but he was wearing different clothes. He was in a policeman's uniform this time. Suddenly the man came towards me at speeding light. He covered the distance of 10 feet in less than a second and grabbed me by the throat with his strong bony hands. The man stuck out his black tongue, licking his lips and grinding his crooked teeth. As I watched in horror, his face started shifting and changing right before my eyes. Without thinking, I reached out and grabbed the first thing I could find. It was a pen. I raised it above my head with all my might. I drove it into the man's neck. Bright red blood gushed from the wound and the man let out a high-pitched scream. His grip loosened on my neck and I managed to break free. I rushed down the hallway and yanked open the first door I saw. Inside was a pile of human flesh and gnawed on bones. The sight made my stomach turn and a wave of nausea came over me. I fell to my knees and I threw up on the ground. I was shaking in fear. I realized this was the remains of other policemen. Just then I remembered Mike. He was waiting for me outside. I ran through the front door and I opened it. When I saw the familiar face of Mike on the other side, I wanted to cry. Is everything okay? I heard you shouting. Mike nodded. E everything's fine. I, I thought I saw something moving around inside. L let's go home before that crazy guy comes back. We ran all the way home and we reached Mike's house. We found his parents were not there. On the table there was a note that read, Gone to visit your grandmother. We'll be back later tonight. We went around the empty house, securing all the windows and locking the doors. We were barricading ourselves inside. But Mike was surprisingly calm. My hands were shaking so much I could barely hold anything. After we finished securing the house, I picked up the phone and tried to get help. There was no dial tone. We were cut off the rest of the world. We sat down in the living room and turned on the TV. There was nothing on the news. Everything was going on as usual. Whatever was happening, it seemed to be just in our little town. I took out a pen and a sheet of paper and I tried to write down exactly what happened to us. I don't know why, but somehow it made me feel a little better. If we don't make it through, then at least someone will find this piece of paper and they will know what happened to us. Mike is sitting beside me right now. He is strangely pale. I asked him if he's okay, but he shrugged his shoulders. Something is wrong. He got up and went to the bathroom. He's in there right now. All of a sudden, a weird fear seized me. Maybe it's just my paranoia going out of control. Can't be, I thought. Trying to speak very loudly, I asked Mike, By the way, where's your sister? Did she go with your parents? I heard his voice in the bathroom say, Probably. As the realization slowly sunk in, a cold wave of horror washed over me, and I put my head in my hands. I wanted to cry. Mike doesn't have a sister. In the uneasy silence, I could hear the bathroom door slowly opening. I love kayaking in my basement. Can you think of a better way to spend time? Looked like poor Mike turned into one of those red-eyed, black-tongued creatures. I guess they were truly friends till the end. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed our little dread time story. Until next time, kiddos, remember to stay creepy. <laughs> ah,
Wait, I'm sinking. 